This podcast is part of the TPG. There's Chris from the Horror Comics Podcast, there's Eric from the Legendary Gigots Podcast, and there's Crumbs from the Crumbs of Gotham Podcast, and of course, there is us. So please, guys, go and support my boys. Welcome to Grapes and Capes, the podcast that combines two forms of geekery, wine and comics. I'm Joey. And this is Mike. What's up, man? Hey, uh, you know, just trying to stay alive. That's pretty much it right now. Yeah, you've been getting your ass kicked, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, October seems to be uh, the month of illnesses for everyone. I know. Just trying to roll with it. Yeah, I wasn't feeling too good for a few weeks there, and then all of a sudden it popped up again yesterday. Feeling better today, but you're still you're still down, huh? Oh, I, hey, I'm I'm trucking along here, so you know I'm here for you. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to work. All right. Well, the good thing is red wine is good for you when you are sick because of the vitamins that it's got, the nutrients, um, the phenols. It's actually pretty good for you to have a glass or two of, of red wine when you're not feeling good. Wow, perfect. Um, so awesome. So that's what we got. We got three wines tonight. Um, well, first of all, you can, uh, you can, uh, go to our website if you want to at grapesandcapes.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at grapes and capes, the letter N grapes and capes on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook. It's just my, my wine blog, the winestalker.net and stocking as in creepy stocking and not stocking shelves. Um, but everything that's grapes and capes is I'm posted on those two. Um, and if you would like to actually support the podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash grapes and capes and hit the support button. All right. So yeah, so we got, uh, three wines tonight and they're all from, uh, Temecula Valley, uh, which is in California. And we also going to be talking about a, uh, a creepy Batman story that I absolutely love. Um, and it's called DC comics presents Batman dark Knight, dark city. Uh, and it says, uh, it, it says as a hundred page spectacular. I think it's only like 86. Yeah, it's only <laughs> and, than that. yeah. And like, I think the main story is like 67 and I think there's two stories after that. So it's only like about like 67 pages, but I thought it would be perfect next week. Uh, we're actually recording this a week prior before this comes out. Um, but next week is going to be Halloween. Ooh. Um, I thought it would be nice to have like a creepy Halloweeny kind of story. There's a lot of creepy stuff that happens in this zombies and all sorts of stuff. Um, and exactly. yeah, so it's a it's like riddle very story. Gothic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, so <laughs> it's funny because we actually saw each other at uh, Newberry Comics the other day. That's right, we did. <laughs> and it's like it was funny because I was there, and you know, I go up to where the comics are just to see if there's anything that's not on my pull list that I want. And there's this guy, and he's super tall, and he's standing there looking at the comics and stuff. I'm like, uh, this guy could kick my ass. I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, <he> just, <laughs> so I just went around looked at other stuff, and then I, you know. So that, that he had moved over to the next section. So I go walk around the corner and I'm standing there and I feel this guy just looking at me off to the side. I look over. It's you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm standing there. It's yeah. Sometimes I look, sometimes I can seem a little aggressive when I'm looking at the rack, but you know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to find what I'm trying to find, you know, before somebody right, else yeah. does. And yeah. I, I look over and I did like legit. I was, you know, I gave you, I gave you the the stare down for a second. I was like, oh, <laughs> I think I, I think I know that person under the mask. 
under the mask. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to recognize people with the mask and everything. Yeah, but I was like, hey, what's up, man? Did you get anything good? Did I get anything good? Um, let me think. I, you know, I just got, I think I picked up uh, a Spider-Man uh, 50 and just a couple of other small titles. Just, uh, nice. just, just some number ones to, to sort of like, I don't know. It, it seemed like it was a lean week this week. So yeah, it was, yeah. I wasn't really trying to go too crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had the regular stuff on my pull list. Uh, the next once in future just came out, so I'm all excited about that. Um, that was on, in my uh, in my pull list. But I just I have a little freak out moment going on right now. Um, What's up? Because I went to because I have this bin that I keep like the newer stuff in, mm-hmm. you know, and I keep that upstairs. And then once this bin is full, then I bring it downstairs into like the box, put everything away into the boxes, right. you know, and get it all organized and all that. I get everything super organized and everything. Um, I cannot find my Batman 100. Really? It's gone. <laughs> I have no idea what happened to it. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to probably have to pay like a lot extra, maybe get it from Midtown or something. I don't know. But it's just like, it's just gone. But they put it aside. They, they put that aside for you. That was part of your pull. Right. So I had it. Oh. No, I had it. Like, I picked it up. I bought it and everything, and it, I put it away in this bin, you know, that I usually kept up here. I think yeah. I did take it out, like, maybe, like, once or twice to read. Well, I did read it once, but I think I took it out a second time, and I don't know if I put it back. I don't know. <laughs> so if I was looking around for it, I'm like, oh, man, this sucks. But, oh, hey, uh, uh, yeah. a shout-out to you, by the way. Yeah. I've been seeing those costumes oh. coming across. <laughs> awesome. You want to talk about that a little bit? Oh sure, yeah. So I um, so I got a because uh, I I shaved my head. When I start growing my hair out, it does not look good. So I actually bick my head. Yeah. So you know, I started wearing. I had this one mask, uh, and it has like these little wine bottles on it, right? And from a distance, it kind of looks like the Bane mask. Yeah. Because you get those little, you know, the the little bottles and everything. So I was yeah. like, hey, I actually kind of kind of look like uh like Tom Hardy, <laughs> you know, as Bane. You had like the jacket though. Where did right. you get the jacket? <laughs> But well, okay, so yeah, that that jacket is like my father's from like the seventies. Oh wow! Yeah, from from his old motorcycle and stuff. So, but I, fi- I was able to find a gator, you know, that has, of the actual Bane, like it's got the actual Bane thing on it, right? You yeah. know, from from Dark Knight Rises, and it's the gator that you put around your neck and you lift it up and everything. So yeah, so I put on like my that white fluffy sweater that I have that kind of right. looks like the outside of the the jacket that he has, and like tuck that under and. You know, like this old school. I need to get the inside done, but there's nobody on Cape Cod that d- does the lining around here. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I went around all over the place looking for places that do the lining, and I couldn't find any. Um, but it's an awesome 70s jacket, leather jacket and everything. So I was baiting for a minute. <laughs> and I just want to, you know, go around and, and like in the store at Luke's, just tr- go around the store and just be like, can I help you? Yeah, but you, you <laughs> killed it today. <laughs> oh the the yeah yeah that's actually what if there is a halloween that's who i'm gonna be is captain boomerang oh yeah i got i got the captain boomerang hat uh i got the uh like just a blue uh, you know hoodie you know zipper down hoodie and stuff um i'd love to get the actual boomerang thing from the suicide squad movie but that thing is super expensive oh, yeah. i went cheap and i got these cheap boomerangs and everything and all i gotta do is like i got the beard corn gotta get a unicorn I, I, 
I got the unicorn. I got two daughters, man. I got the oh, unicorn. Wow. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, attach the unicorn to my belt and everything. Um, and all I got to do is just shave my beard like on the chin. Yeah. You know, just like kind of trim on the chin. So it's like bigger on the outside and in the middle it's, you know, goes straight up to the, to the mouth and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, I can't, <laughs> I was looking at it. I was got that does look actually pretty cool. Yeah. I'm telling like, you, man, you gotta, you gotta get that picture done and put it up on the site. And let, I will. Let, let the audience, you know, be your guide. All right. Yeah. So uh, you go to uh, grapesandcapes.com and for the page for this for this uh, episode, we'll have a picture of me as I'll put on both of them, Bane and uh, and Captain Captain Boomerang. I, I love Captain Boomerang. As I'm sure I told you, he was on the cover of the Batman that came out the day I was born. And yeah. uh, and I found just randomly on eBay the hat from Suicide just randomly saw him like i gotta get that just for a winter hat that's actually a pretty cool looking hat just like as a regular yeah. like if i was out snowboarding or something i i would wear that hat i know i'm gonna wear it all the time but that's why i got it just to have as a winter hat and then i was like wait a second i have a blue zipper up hoodie that would be perfect for this and i just need to get cheap boomerangs <laughs> it was like all right <laughs> so yeah man all right Is it, do you got you do any idea what you guys are doing uh jeez. I mean, I think this the whole COVID thing is just like mm. such a, a buzzkill. And it, it, it's, yeah. it's tough because, you know, you want to take your kids out. You want them to get all dressed up and, you know, you want to do the things that you normally do. But things are just so wild right now. It, it's kind of hard I to know. do that. So we, we're going to – I think we're going to do something around the house. Maybe have nice. a little scavenger hunt, you know, out in the yard like they do at Easter. You know, you go look for the eggs. In this yeah. case, we'll go look for the candy. That's awesome. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, because we—I mean, we still went. We still went shopping for the costumes and everything. My my daughter loves. My oldest daughter loves Harley Quinn. Yeah, and so we got her like an old school Harley Quinn thing, you know, with the black and red and everything. Yeah, yeah. But but I but I got her the hammer for from uh, Birds of Prey. So oh. she's all excited about it. <laughs> my my youngest has that. We oh, went nice. To- yeah, we went to um, Spirit. Yep, that's what we right, got, yeah. right when it opened, place was empty, so all the social distancing was was perfect. Yep, she got that and a psycho clown costume. <laughs> she wanted to be a psycho clown. That's Four awesome. Words <laughs> from a four year old. Uh, what do you want to be for Halloween? A psycho clown? <laughs> because she's obsessed with Pennywise. That's oh, what it no is. Way. She talks about Pennywise all the time. And then she came up with this whole thing where, like, Penny Wife, which is mm-hmm. the wife of Pennywise, and they have, like, like kids, and she is one of the kids. That's insane. Yeah. I I lock my door at night. I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> oh, that is great. What an imagination, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's I, – I don't know where she saw that movie. She certainly right. didn't see it with me, so I don't know if they were – you know, my kids are so, you know, all kids are technologically advanced. They can just see a TV, a smart TV, and turn it on with a snap of a finger. Oh, yeah. So I feel like they got on television and just were, we're just watching it. And hey, you know, kids, killer clowns, match made <laughs> in heaven. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. So now we've got, uh, why don't we get into the wines? All right, let's do it. All right. So we've got Oak Mountain Winery out of Temecula, California. 
Temecula Valley. Now, Temecula is in Southern California um, instead of Northern California. Southern California, and it's about like halfway between um, Los Angeles and San Diego. Okay. It's got a it's got a hotter climate, being Southern California. Almost kind of kind of almost looks like a desert. I'm not sure if technically it is, um, but very dry, um, very hot. Um, so you know they've been make they've been making grapes. They've been doing viticulture for like 200 years, 200 plus years there. But they've really? really done yeah yeah um, because I mean the 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 Spanish would come up through up through Mexico, plant vines and stuff, and then go up into California and, and plant vines up there. The monks yeah. and everything too. Um, and uh, whereas in the east they had trouble planting grapes over there because we were talked about phylloxera in one of the episodes before, right? Um, but there is no phylloxera over there, um, or not naturally, you know. And so, is that um, just, and actually, uh, let, well, let me ask you this: Is that just like a, a quirk of the environment, or is uh, that... that's they were just the phylloxera is native to the east coast? It's just kind of native to to over there where there are all these um, are native to that area to the east coast. And what they yeah. do is they the ones that are in Europe are not used to having that predator, so gotcha. they haven't gotcha. evolved to protect themselves from from this tiny little aphid called phylloxera. So you bring oh you phylloxera gets on one of these ones from Europe and it's going to kill it. It's going to oh, destroy wow. the roots and everything. Whereas the roots for the ones that are a native to America, which you use for table grapes and stuff, uh, they're they're immune to that. Okay. So what you do so what you do is you take the the um, the roots of one of these other grape species that for, that are native to America and you put it on Vitis vinifera is the wine the the grapes that you use to make wine. So you graft it on there. Oh wow! And then you plant it in there because, and and then you can make wine now here, uh, where you usually couldn't have. That yeah, is, absolutely. Like you wouldn't. I, I would have never have thought that the two would be compatible since they're from mm -hmm. two different continents. Well, they're two different species. Yeah. And usually species means that nothing's compatible, right? Yeah. That's the difference between like breeds and species, basically. You know, it's like they can't breed or anything like that. But I, you can. I guess you can just graft them right on there. I mean, plants are different anyways than, you know, but, obviously I mean, animals. Spanish, but... they, they figured that out? Like No, no, no. Just a quick edit here, just to give you like a rough timetable. It was brought over to Europe in the mid-1850s, and they didn't even figure out that it was an aphid for another 30 years. Wow. Um, when it went through, it swept through Europe because somebody brought over um, these other grapes to Europe. And for the longest time, they couldn't grow Vitis vinifera, which is the species of all these grapes that we're, we're drinking right now. Um, the ones that you usually make wine with yeah. are native to Europe. It's Vitis vinifera. And then there's a bunch of other species that's over here in America. And they brought them over just to play with them over in Europe. And they just spread. They had no idea why they couldn't grow grapes in you know in new england and all that and on the east coast virginia and everything they just thought it just didn't work for whatever reason they just died well they bring it over they brought phylloxera over to europe and it just destroyed just destroyed all of europe oh, with wow. their yeah their grapevines it was it was really really bad um really bad but that's how they figured out how to stop it was by grafting i mean roots. that's that's crazy like that's you're just you know, you got to be at the end of your rope if you're you're thinking, I know. oh, gee, I guess I'll put this root on this root and maybe something good will happen. Well, that's that's when they finally – that wasn't until after they figured out what the problem was. Yeah. For the longest time, they didn't know what the problem was. They didn't know it was this insect, um, this tiny little aphid. They had no idea what it was. They, they thought it could have been a disease. It, they had no idea. So they tried a bunch of different stuff over decades, um, and none of it worked. But once the ones 
scientists were able to figure out, hey, this is the problem right here. These bugs are eating a, tearing apart these roots. Um, and a lot of people denied that, that that was the problem for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> you know, a lot of things that oh. we didn't know about back then that we do know now. Um, and so, but that was, that was how to solve it. You just graphed them on there. Yeah. Yep. The more you know. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Um, so anyways, so yeah, so Temecula, they've been making it for, they've been doing viticulture for like hundreds of years, but never really, they've never really had like a, like quality winery okay. um, until like the seventies. And that's when they really started to learn how to make quality wine in this very hot region. Hmm. Um, and so now, and for a while there, Temecula was kind of like one of those like hidden gems. Yeah. You know, everybody would talk about it, but nobody had ever really heard of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody in the know would be like, oh, we, you heard of Temecula, you know. Was it like a, like an open secret or, I mean, were people one of those, trying yeah, one of those, to keep it sort of closed off or? Well, no, kind of like a trendy thing, you know, oh. like, you, you know, like, oh, have you had any wines from Temecula? <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, no, we were in Temecula and, you know, that kind of thing. But they're very, Temecula is uh, very, from what I hear, it's very laid back. Okay. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the wineries there are basically just restaurants, <laughs> these oh, really? little little tiny like little tiny homes and stuff, and and you can go there and have a great time. And um, but a lot of them also have like um, just to stay afloat. So you have the smaller ones and the bigger ones just kind of stay afloat. Also have all these fancy like spas and uh, these really nice restaurants and resort oh, yeah. kind of thing. You know, just to, for the bigger ones and everything. Um, but from what I hear, uh, Oak Mountain is one of the better better wineries there um or even maybe even just more well known but i do hear a lot of good things about them um just from when I, you know just a little bit of research that i've done there's not a lot of information yeah. i do know that this these guys were they were uh they were in the wine business for a long time selling wine they had a shop and everything and then they decided to get into wine and i guess they started getting it from can't remember what region they were originally getting their grapes from and making it uh, and making the wine, but then they decided to get a vineyard and they they were in Temecula, so they you know started making their own, growing their own grapes and making wine in Temecula, and uh, so we got Oak Mountain Winery, and then Temecula Hills, which is or, well Oak Mountain Winery. We have their Cabernet Franc 2016, right. we have their Malbec 2016, and then we have Temecula Hills, which is one of Oak Mountain's labels. Um, and we have their estate Syrah 2016. So all 2016. And um, I would start off with the Cabernet Franc. All right, let's do it. That'll be our first one. And then we can start talking about this uh, this book. Ooh. I'm assuming the Cab Franc is going to be lighter bodied than the Malbec, and the Malbec's probably going to be more uh, gritty. So that's why I would go with the Cab first. It has a very, I want to say, the it, the berry sort of aroma mm. to it. I'm getting, I'm surprised that there's a lot of raspberry for a Cab Franc. Definitely cherries. Blackberry. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm hmm. A little bit of that dark. There's a little, it's dark a little spicy. It's got it a little, is. it's got that, I don't know how you quantify. I, I guess, I mean, 
It's just got that spicy note. I don't know. Might might sound crazy, but almost it's almost like like chili powder. Slight thing of chili powder there. Yeah, right uh, at the very end. Chili, I get that. Mm. Now, it's light to medium bodied on the mid palate, but it's got this nice, like, very uh, very tight, like, grainy tannin at the end. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like the cherries and the blackberry. A little bit of raspberry, some vanilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that nose, man. It's got like it's anise, almost like a licorice anise yes, kind of thing on yes, the neck. Yes, that's it. That's what I'm. That's you just hit the nail on the head for me. That's exactly what it is. That black li- that that licorice kind of uh, tone to it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Maybe even, maybe in a little black olive too. Oh yeah, black olive. It's definitely savory. Like it's mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. That is good, and I like that it's it's lighter bodied, but it's loaded with character. Mm. And that that finish sticks around for a while. Um, but also like that, it's got this. A very tight grainy tannin to it, almost like a chalky kind of. I'd say more chalky tannin than grainy. I feel like this would you could drink this with something that has like like a like a protein that has like a lot of gaminess. And it would, oh, yeah. just, it would slice right through it. Mm. Venison burgers. <laughs> Venison, you know, some kind Venison, of like yeah. boar or something. Something that's like been you know, really out there just eating whatever the land is, is giving it, you know, just <laughs> yeah. really cut through it. Yep. Well, they say, they say, let's see, uh, it pairs well with braised lamb shanks, uh, roasted oh, yeah. chicken, pork, or grilled beef. Okay. Um, so it is a hundred percent Cabernet Franc out of T- Temeca Valley. This is, uh, so this is on their, on their estate vineyard. It was grown on their state vineyard, Oak Mountain Vineyard. And it was a state bottled, so it was bottled right there on their estate. Um, and let's see, barrel treatment. Uh, we saw American oak and French oak, but I do not see how long it was spent in there. But you can definitely set, tell that it was in oak for oh, a yeah. little bit there. <clears throat> um, total for this wine is thirty six bucks. Yeah, that's. I mean, it sounds right to me. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would definitely say that it's one of those ones that just drinking it by itself. Mm-hmm. Some people may be like, eh, it's not worth, worth 36 bucks. However, this with food is going to kick some ass. Oh, absolutely. This is like what we're talking about, man. It's going to elevate anything mm-hmm. that you have on your plate. And especially that really strong, you know, uh, some kind of protein that really has a, a, a bite to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Maybe even like, uh, maybe even some beef stew. Mm. any yeah any kind of something something fatty um it's just gonna you know it's gonna give you that nice clear taste it actually might even take some of that that bite out of the wine too 
Mm-hmm. No, that, that yeah, exactly. It's, that's what makes a really good food wine. I mean, this has a little, uh, a little tart acidity to it. And that mm-hmm. acidity is going to make it a good food wine, which, like you said, is going to cut through. And also, the tannin is going to cut through that meat you were talking about. Oh, absolutely. And th- so when they both kind, of, they both just mesh together. Yeah. And when they get in that, when so that's why you know, I'm one of those people that it just. Drink what you like with whatever you like. You know what I mean? If, oh, if you want to have a steak with a Chardonnay, go ahead. However, when you get a good pairing, there is nothing like it. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Something gamey. This would be great with that, and it would just kick the living crap out of a wine that would is uh, better on its own. Mm-hmm. On its own, it's good. But once you get something to eat with this, something meaty, like you said. Oh, yeah. Phew, Awesome. Worth every cent. 36 bucks worth Absolutely. every cent. Now, and the thing is, though, is usually I like to I like to uh, promote, you know, whatever, whoever gave this, whether it was the winery that provided us these wines or it was a marketer or, or what have you. I have no idea where these wines came from. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have no they, idea. They just mysteriously showed up. They show, They just showed up at my doorstep and there was two samples of each one, you know, there was, and I was like, well, that would be perfect for the podcast. <laughs> right a lot of, a lot of places I prefer getting two samples each because what if one is corked? What if one is faulty? Yeah. Or you have a backup bottle, you know, but, um, not a place, a lot of places do that. And I was looking for wines for, to uh, have on the podcast. It was perfect. It worked out perfect. Um, so anyways, that's, uh, that was our first wine. Now we're going to talk about, uh, the first issue of Dark Knight, Dark City. And uh, let's see here. It was, where is the credits here? And uh, it uh, the collected, I guess the collected uh, version of this did not come out until 2001. Really? So it'll, yeah, it'll say, if you look at the digital copy, oh no, actually it says May 18th, 2011 is when they collected it all, okay. all of this together. Um, however, this from 1990. I believe the 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 publication of the first issue was uh, August 1990. I believe. Really? I was reading, I was, yeah, and I was like, "This is not 1990." So I, I mean, not 2011 at all. So I went and looked at it, and yeah, so it is originally from 1990. It is written by Peter Milligan. Uh, pencils are by Kyron Dwyer. Tom Mandrake. Inks are by Dennis Jonky. I think I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Colors by Adrian Roy. And the cover is by Mike Mignola. That's right, of um, Hellboy fame. Mm-hmm, yep. And then we've got, let's see, yeah, Dark Knight, Dark City. And it actually opens up with like this ritual of these guys from 1793. And it's from the Confessions of Jacob Stork. Is that Stark? One of the things is like... <sighs> Jacob Stockman? That looks like Stockman. It almost looks like Stork from, you have to like zoom in to see Stockman. Um, and they're performing like this ritual and even Thomas Jefferson is there. And because so they're, of course he was, of course. <laughs> so they're under they're they're in Gotham and they actually think they called it Gotham, right? Yeah. It's G O T H A M E. They're really um, selling the old timiness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. But yeah, they're, so they're standing around and they've got this, uh, sacrificial knife and everything. Let only the pure of heart and the strong of will read on, for this is the diabolical journey of the ceremony of the bat. And they are trying to, um, they're trying to bring back the, uh, what was the, the... It's, I, how do you pronounce it? Is it Barbath, Barbathos or Barbatos? Or Barbados. Barbados. <laughs> I, 
I'm not sure. I can't remember. But this was the big bad in uh, not death metal, but metal. The yeah. first part of metal. Um, so, they, you know, later on, like, you know, metal was what, three years ago? Um, but they're yeah. trying to, they're trying to bring out Barbados, which was part of metal and everything. And so, um, Wait, you know, so they got this- is it Barbados? Or did we decide it's our Barbados? I think, I think that's what I heard when, when I was listening to reviews of metal. I think that's how it was pronounced. Barbados. But it's some okay. kind of bat, yeah, it's some kind of bat god or something like that. Maybe one of our listeners can, uh, tell us about that because I am not actually sure. A lot of the things that I, uh, you know, that I mispronounce, I mean, it's because I read them. That's why you say never, never uh, make fun of somebody who who mispronounces something because that means they learned it through reading. That's and right. Not everybody reads anymore. <laughs> Very few people. Uh, um, and then, so yeah, so they're going to sacrifice this woman, Dominique. Dominique, yes. And Th- Thomas Jefferson comes downstairs, um, and they go to stab her, and then it, and they go to you know sacrifice her and everything. But then it flips over to now. And uh, and Batman swinging through the night, and he actually, they actually, it's. I think this is actually Gotham talking, right? It's almost like, uh, like it's like Gotham, like the city's monologue, inner monologue kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, or it could be the Bat Demon because they even they even talk about, I think, at one point about him being part of Gotham too. Yeah. Um, but it's just a thing of the night, like a thing of the night. He moves, he glides lightly for such a large man. Silently, his footing sure, his eyes keen, feel him, his boots barely touching the wall. From below, just a shadow passing across the face of the building. And then you have, and that's one of the things too, is like, I love that, lightly for such a large man. He's like, Batman's huge. <laughs> and, all the stuff, and all the stuff that he does is just crazy for somebody who's so big um, and so bulky. <laughs> you know, that, that dude is just ripped. I mean, I you can't have yeah, that much movement. I right? mean, he's a jack dude who's like very city, <laughs> very limber jack, jack dude apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and then he meets up with Gordon, and uh, he's as assignation he has been summoned. It is beginning again. Yes, come, we are together. Really, we are one. It is beginning again. It has begun. You are the Batman, and you have Batman said, "Hello, Jim. Are you sure it's him?" And it's got this great scene of, uh, you know, Gordon turning around. Um, and it even says in the corner, I am Gotham. So yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um, he's not saying it, but like Gotham's saying it, you know. Um, and then uh, Gordon says uh, he gave the correct code word. They all have code words nowadays. Distinguish them from the crank calls. So there is somebody calling themselves Oedipus in, in Gotham. Um, and, and they actually think it's the Riddler, um, it's the Oedipus solver of the riddle of Sphinx inappropriate when you think about it and medical records suggest the Riddler actually hated his mother, the whole, you know, mother, right. mother thing. Uh, so he asked, what's he want? Don't know. Said he'd be here at midnight and I'd find out said the hanging man had to be here too. So he's calling him out Oedip- this Oedipus person is calling Batman the hanging man. Uh, that's his code word for you. Um, and then he's and Batman's like, Jim, somebody's up here with us. And Jim's like, nah, they can't be. I had this whole place cleared. He's like, somebody's up here with us. And you see this like creepy lady, like, like she's like, she's got the onk hanging on her ear. She's yeah. like, definitely like, you know, Egyptian, but with like almost like a fur coat kind of thing going on. And she's pulling herself up over the edge. And she says, generally my leaves aren't turned at night. 
usually I'm full of worms by day. Lots of words, but deathly quiet. And, and Jim Gordon's, he's like, lady, get off the edge. It's a 20 floor, floor, floor drop. And then she just repeats herself. Yeah. And, uh, and then she just does like, she's like, Batman, I can fly Batman. And then she just lets go and falls backwards. And she's like, see, and Batman can't, he, um, he goes to reach and he can't save her, but he uses his, uh, his grappling gun. Which is right. great. I like. He always like. How does he get that such good aim? <laughs> you know. I, I like, don't know how he like puts one of those things through someone's leg. I mean, <laughs> or have it wrap around their leg. Yeah. You know, is that even possible? I, I don't know. You know exactly where to toss that thing so it just goes underneath and then just you know as it wraps around their leg and I mean that would break that would break her break her leg and everything. Um, but anyway, she ends up. Um, Let's see. She he gets up by you know by the ankle with the grappling gun, and then right. she actually ends up going through the window that's underneath where this, all these people are eating dinner and stuff like that. And um, by the way, I mean, you think what what is that? Generally, my leaves aren't turned at night. Usually, I'm full of worms by day, lots of words, but deathly quiet. And so, it doesn't take long for Batman to figure out what that means. Um, and it's Riddler. Riddler's Oedipus, and he, but he's dressed up as the Riddler right here, and uh, he's got a cop. He, he's in a, a library because that's what it is, you know. That's that that's what the riddle was for for a library, bookworms, stuff like that. Right. Yep. Um. So that you know, the cop is you know pleading for his life. Uh, let me go. Take what you want. I won't stop you, please. I got a wife and two kids, and uh, and the Ritter's just like question. Why do people think being part of the nuclear family gives them greater right to live? Me, I'm doing my best to ease the burden of overpopulation. And what was the um, it was that that one movie? Oh, it actually actually it was a uh, Justice League, the Justice League, where he says, "Please, please, I have a family." And uh, Steppenwolf was like, "Why do people keep saying that?" And he just like breaks their neck That's right. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing here um but uh you know the, the riddler he's like oh yeah you're still here aren't you he because he looks at another cop there's another cop there that's all wrapped up and everything he's all tied up um in a, in a chair and he's like i've got a riddle good riddle for you who's sweaty and scared and totally expendable and the <laughs> cop's just like uh, uh. he's like come come you could do better than that and just right. asking her to beg and then he just shoots him right in the head yeah of course <laughs> And shoots like shoots the cop in the head and just blood splatters everywhere. And he's like, Oh Batman, Batman, where for out the thou Batman, you really mustn't disappoint me. And we have Batman just going through the streets, trying to, you know, coming up with a, you know, he, I guess Jim Gordon thought it was a cemetery, right? Yeah. Uh, he thought it was a graveyard, um, just from that from that riddle. But Batman's like, nope, he knew exactly what it was and to kind of to take care of it on on his own so he doesn't have to deal with the cops or anything. Right. He heads right for the Gotham Library. Um, and this is where we, we go back to to um to seventeen seventy, whatever it was. Um and and they go to actually so go sacrifice this woman, but jo Thomas Jefferson stops and he's stops Stockman. He's like, no, good God, Stockman, this has gone far enough. Um, and then so they start kind of you know bickering between each other. The, oh, and so they tell him you know it's too late, Thomas. The demon is already summoned. We must control it. Or and then they, there's like at the top of the stairs, you see this big like demon, like the silhouette of this big demon. Um, and of course, there's a there's a lot of like. 
a lot of uh, captions in this. Yeah. You know, it's all in cursive and everything because he's writing in this um, in this journal. You know, this confession, as you said, because at the at the end he writes down all his confessions about what they did and everything. Um, and they say, let's see, Mr. Jefferson, in his frenzy's desire to be away, bounded towards the door, shrieking in the most fearful manner. He threw open the door to the dark night. The rest was madness because he throws up the door and then you see that silhouette of like this bat demon at the mm-hmm. top of the stairs. That's pretty cool, man. <laughs> it is and, very cool. Yeah. Batman, he finds Riddler back to 1990. Um Batman finds the Riddler, and the Riddler, of course, he's like, "Well done, Batman! I've solved my my. You've solved my little Riddler. Riddle. I hope you found the, my pretty Sphinxette appealing. Of course, she'd been programmed to take a jump as soon as she'd given you the riddle. And uh, and the the cops tell him, you know, don't try anything. Uh, the books. He's on. He's on a stack of books. Like the cop is on a stack of books. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing stopping him from from like just breaking his neck and getting strangled and everything just like this loosely stacked pack of you know stack of books and everything and uh Riddle's like if i knock over he's sitting there reading reading a book <laughs> and he's actually just not even looking at batman he's like sitting like reading a book he's like if i knock over the books under the poor man's feet <laughs> do you get do you get to him in time or does he choke to death i wonder and so he just kicks over the books and Batman, of course, pulls out his boomerang. I like how it's like this boomerang, his batarang. It's like a close up of his crotch, like flicking, flicking out know, like the the batarang. And he just, yeah. you know, quick twist of the wrist. He's able to to cut it and get the guy down and perform CPR on the guy and everything. But um, Batman has to take him to the hospital. He's got a, a severed spinal cord, um, so he had to get let the riddle go, which the riddle knew he would have to do. So he gets to go on another day. Um, and then we find out that there have been four babies stolen at gunpoint. Um, all oh, one week. Yeah, yeah. 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 One week old babies have been stolen. Four of them. Um, none of them are rich or anything. Just taken at random. What's this damn country coming to? Eh? Says this, this cop that's telling Batman. Um, but he's one, one of the gunmen left a cassette. And one of the people that stole the babies left a cassette. Um, so Batman, let's see. He, he goes and plays it. He puts in his cassette player in the Batmobile, and the Batmobile is a weird one in this, huh? Is it? Is like, it one of the? It's one of the stranger sort of. Uh, I don't know how you. How would you describe it? Looks almost like a UFO kind of thing. It's very low. It's very like kind of rounded. Um, looks like it's very aerodynamic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's very futuristic. I, I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing it like that. I don't know if it's just for the story or whatnot, or maybe it was just that way for a little bit. Cause I mean, I was reading the comics when this thing came out. Yeah. So I'm not sure. It's very, very strange. Um, but anyways, the clue that is on the cassette says I'm a bank with no money, but of all the different types and Batman's like a bank with no money, all different types. He's not making it, may making it too hard for me. So of course he goes to the blood bank. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you know, all the different types of blood there. Right. And uh, I love this part because there's these two guys just like smoking cigarettes outside and everything. And he's like guys hanging around the back of the building wearing their guilt like dirty raincoats. None of this makes sense. What does the riddle want? Can't be money. He can't want newborn babies. Starting to feel like a rat, a rat running through a laboratory maze. And then he just like he's up on like the stairs above on the side of the building. And he's like, maybe the the Riddler wants me. And he just jumps down on their back, like, 
<laughs> just like boom, just jump, <laughs> literally jumps on them, just lands on their backs, and they're just like ah. And he's saying he's going to get me. You know, if he wants me, he's going to get me. And then he just beats the crap out of these two dudes. <laughs> one just of them draws. What he does best. Yeah, man. One of them has a gun, so he just kicks the gun out of his hand and the elbows the other guy in the face. Like right away, just elbows in the face, and then he bashes his head into the other guy. And this, I love this part because he's like, this is so cool. This part is so cool. I love this. The guy, he pulls out a knife. He's like, I'm going to slice you up, man. And Batman's like, okay, come on then. Come on! And the guy's like, scared shitless. (laughs) 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 Like he's just like, okay, then come on, then come on. Just look at he sees his hands and everything. He's just yeah. enraged, you know, just like, just like, come and get me. I will beat the shit out of you, you know. And uh, you can see his face go red, his limbs limbs trembling and drawn up over his teeth, eyes wide, breath short and and shallow. It's good to know they can still fear you when you ham it up a bit. And then he just takes his head and just slams it into the wall, right into the brick wall. And he's like, where's the Riddler? He's like, inside, he's waiting for you. And then, so he goes in and of course, you know, the Riddler's in there clowning around and doing the whole, like, you know, the Frank Gershon kind of thing. Like, woohoo, Batman up here, you know, just acting all this crazy and everything. The baby play starts. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> And look what I found under the gooseberry bush. And he's holding a baby. So it was him who stole the babies. And he's like, you know, <laughs> give me the child, Riddler. You can go or we can talk. Just give me the child. And he's oh, suit yourself. Oh, so he just ta- not even drops the baby. He tosses it. Like yeah. he'd like, you know, overarm, just like gronking the thing to the floor. And uh, so Batman just runs and he just barely catches this baby. And he does the tuck and roll and everything. Um, and he's like, thank God, I feel the baby. And, and, and it's even like, not even just like all straight through. It's like, thank God, I feel the baby in my arms. Catch a glimpse of the Riddler leaving. It's worth a try. And it's just kind of, he's just trying to like catch his breath and trying to think yeah. and do the right thing and everything. And uh, I love how like, he's got like these like really loose pants and everything, the Riddler. <laughs> It doesn't look very uh, good for getting away, but Batman he gets he uses his uh, his uh, his battering that has a string on it, like not the gun, but he tosses it and he, yeah. he's able to get the ankle of the Riddler. So the Riddler's hanging on like this, um, all the this cabinets with all this blood in it, and um, and then let's see, he's like too casual Riddler, I've uh, caught you, and and then there's like this voice. It says, "Who's a silly boy then?" He's like, "Baby." Who's a silly boy then? Who's a silly? And it's a, it, the baby's not real. It's a doll. It's like one of those talking dolls. And all of a sudden, Batman just gets drenched in blood. Yeah. Like this explosion happens and he is just drenched in all this blood. And he's like, From the ears, blood bank. From the blood bank. Yeah. Like he, like there was like, he set up, it looks like he set up bombs or something to explode in these cabinets and just spray blood all over Batman. And it's gross, dude. <laughs> it's gross. He's like ears ringing, covered in blood. Oh, baby yeah. Platter, From head to toe. Full of blood. Quarter exploding all sides. Covered in. Wet all around me. Ears bursting. Blood covered in. Eyes full and nearly blind. Forget that. The Riddler. Get the Riddler. Come on, baby. Come on. I'm calling you. And he's call- He's calling. He said when he says, come on, baby, he's calling his Batmobile because he's got his thing, the clicker thing to have it come to where he is. Yeah. The Batmobile comes in 
And uh, now, Riddler, let's see how clever you are now. And he gets the hell out of there. <laughs> He's just like covered in blood. The inside of the Batmobile is now covered in blood. Um, and he's it's even gnarly for a Batman title, right? It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's very like, ooh. there's a lot of shocking moments in this book. Um, and so he even says like, he's just, he's getting the hell out of there. So he's even going over curbs. He's ruining the suspension on his, on the Batmobile he even says he's, he's ruining the back suspension and everything. And, uh, he could feel the, the front axle buckle vertebrae in my neck turns to chalk dust it doesn't matter blood in my eyes red world dirty red world doesn't matter um and so he's just talking about just how how angry is it with the riddler and everything um and then all of a sudden he said it's i see it in the middle of the road i see it a second too late i put my foot on the brake pedal there's a baby in the middle of the road yeah and he pushes down his foot i push my foot down hard my wheels lock, brake pedals on the floor. No, and you just see him screaming, just trying, like white knuckling, trying to stop the Batmobile. And then he, you just see him like there, it's stopped, and he's just got his head down, and he's holding on to that wheel. He's fully stopped, and he's you see he's just catching his breath, just like oh god, you know, oh god. The car comes to a halt. I hold my breath. I'd felt the bump. The sickening bump, something scraping under the car. Try to shake from my mind the picture. Soft baby flesh, sharp metal, tarmac. Then I hear a cry, a single cry, a single beautiful, wonderful cry. And then he gets out and the baby's okay. And um, so he gets up and he's still got all this blood splattered all over him. And uh, he says, baby, if I hadn't stopped crying, uh, what do he say? And I'd feel myself crying again if I hadn't stopped crying years ago. Baby and I hold each other, and I look at the car. Front axle scraping the road. The bump. Riddler, what a game! What game are we playing? What are the rules? What's the prize? What if I lose? And he says, "It's okay, sweetheart. You're okay now. Where's he taking your pals? You got something? Because the baby's holding something." And he says, "Let me see." And it's the card, uh, the tarot card, the hanging man. And mm -hmm. so you know, surprise, surprise. And then of course he goes and he get. He, goes back to the manor he drops off the baby somewhere <laughs> and uh and then he goes and takes a shower yeah and uh yeah and uh that <laughs> covered in blood better do go do that right away <laughs> oh god um so what's he say he says a man is almost hanged in a library riddle gives me the chance to save him for one week for a one week old baby abducted a riddle leads me for one week old babies adopted a riddle leaves leads me to a blood bank instead he just showers me with blood then he lets me have one of the kids back with my code word card the hanging man and a riddle on the back of it and alfred's sitting there and he's thinking he's reading it out loud and he's like i've still three brats so plump and round hey bats let's rip up let's rip as in irons parisina uh, seek out less often sought than found. And I actually looked up when I first, uh, when I read this the first time, not, you know, cause I've read it several times, but recently, you know, when we, when we decided we were going to do this, I, I totally yeah. forgot what the Parisina is, but I looked it up. Um, but I think they explained kind of what the connection is, uh, later, but he's, um, he, uh, Bruce says he's giving me the runaround. Maybe there's no purpose. I'm just trying to make me look stupid and that's not enough. And, and Alfred's trying to think of what it could mean. And he's like, wait a second. How stupid could I be? Lord Byron's, Byron's poem, Parisna, the line after seek out 
less thought than found is a soldier's grave for the best. And it's not rip, it's R.I.P., rest in peace, a soldier's grave. And of course, you know, Alfred is trained actor and all that. Right, and, of you course. Know, of course, he probably knows a lot about Lord Byron and stuff like that. And um, so he's thinking, you know, they try to put together and soldier, army, military, RIP, grave, the Gotham Military Cemetery. They say it together, smiling. <laughs> the Gotham <laughs> Military Cemetery. <laughs> but of course. Wow. Um, so he's like, Alfred, you're a genius. And he's like, absolutely. And I've taken the liberty of repairing your apparel. I take its evening wear tonight, sir, because it opens up the closet and there's the Batman suit you know, ready to go. And then he finds himself, uh, he, he goes to the, uh, to the cemetery and yeah. says the, the night is dark. It should be. And it looks like this is, this is, uh, Gotham speaking again. Um, the night is dark. It should be, it should be very dark. The soil is damp. The scent of flowers, uh, some fresh, some not so fresh. Hark there. Listen between the wind, between the restless bushes, a footstep on gravel, soft as breath. Light as death, he walks by the stones. From somewhere comes a dislocated cry, and he stops, listens, but it's nothing. Only the night, and the night is dark. The night is mine. The night is ours. The night is ours, Batman. Batman, the night is ours. And you see, like, when he's, you know, he's walking with all throughout this whole thing, he's walking through the cemetery, Batman being Batman, all dark and everything. And all of a sudden, this arm, like this zombie hand, comes out from one of the graves. And then the very last thing where it's the night is ours, you have a zombie coming out and like reaching for Batman and Batman spins around. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> and it says, continued. <laughs> ah, so good. And of course there's, there's a lot more to it than we said. I skipped over a bunch of parts just cause it gets very wordy. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with all the, um, the, uh, Especially, especially with um, you know Thomas Jefferson's guys and everything, they're doing the ritual. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very. It's got that nice. It's that cool, like gothic Batman feel. You know, you get these mm-hmm. really dark stories that come out of his mythos. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I, I we talked about this before uh, off the air, but I love a mean Riddler. Yeah, I think a mean Riddler is the best kind of Riddler. I agree. Not like the hero Riddler or any of the like the two jokey kind. Like, just like the, just the jerk, just a total <laughs> jerk. He, and well, he loses his mind in this thing. We're not even like you know we we're only a third of the way through, but he's he's totally lost it in this thing, which yeah. is great. Which is great. Um, you know, and I I love him totally mean. I love it when he's um when he outsmarts Batman, he's the, you know, the one guy that can actually do that. Um, but he's making it easy for Batman and we find out why he's making it easy for Batman. Well, right. Uh, it's, uh, you know, he's, he's leading him somewhere. So yes, he's leading him yep. down a, a path. We'll yeah. But yeah, man, like this is like, we're going to do the other two parts and, uh, we're going to taste the, the next wine first. Um, but that's us see, that's, that's why I thought it'd be good for Halloween. Um, yeah, absolutely. Creepy stuff happens. There's zombies. <laughs> there's a demon, a bat demon. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot more to go. So uh, let's try the Malbec next. All right. All right. So after a little bit of a technical difficulties, we're back. Um, let's see. We are on Oak Mountain, the okay. Malbec. Malbec 2016. 
And let's see here. Uh, Oak Mountain Winery Malbec 2016. It is 100% Malbec. Uh, this is also estate grown and estate bottled. Um, and it was saw time in American Oak, but then again, I also don't know uh, how long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, let's see, three hundred only three hundred fourteen cases made. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Very plummy. There's blackberries on this one too. Hmm. I like that. So so we talked a lot about Cabernet Franc at one point. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I think it was our first first episode about how Cabernet Franc was the basically the child of Cabernet Sauvignon and um, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Malbec, um, a lot of people know Malbec from Argentina. It's big in Argentina, but is actually uh, native to France. And uh, it, it, there's some contention of where it actually originated in France. Yeah. As some people say, you know, Bordeaux will say it's Bordeaux. There's one region in uh, southern France called Cahors. And, they, and uh, that's what they do is they make Malbec, like 100% Malbec. Um, and it is like super, super dark. They call it the black wine of Cahors. I once saw a video. It's probably still on YouTube somewhere. I saw a video with this man from Cahors took a picture, like this big picture, and he filled half of it with Cahors Malbec. And he filled the rest with water. Yeah. And it didn't get any lighter. It stayed black. Like wow. dark. That's how pigmented it is. And the reason for that is because Malbec is a very thick skin grape. And that's where the color comes from is from the, you know, the skins. Once you squeeze out the white the juice, the juice inside, even a red grape is white mm. and you let it sit with its skins. That's where it gets its color and flavor from. Um, it is Malbec is very thick skin, but the, and the reason why it works so well in Argentina is because of the altitude. It's very high up there. So it's, you know, they are the, the skins are naturally just thinner and everything in Argentina. Right. And it just loves the climate. It loves everything about Argentina. Um, so that's why Malbec is so huge in Argentina. It's basically their flagship grape. Um, now we're talking Temecula, California, um, and Malbec for a lot of places was not good anywhere else other than, you know, France and, okay. and Argentina. Now they're really starting to learn how to do it really well in other places as, as you know, Malbec has become popular and everything. Um, now they're really starting to learn how to make it work well in these different places. Uh, Malbec from Washington, from Washington state, my God, man, they're, yes, they're, they're killing it with Malbec. Uh, some wow. of the best Malbecs I've had, like Washington. I've been so surprised at how well it's done in uh, Washington. Um, but here we are in Temecula instead. Um, and this is another one. Ooh. The thing that I get on Malbec all the time, because remember I was talking about like a thing I get on Cabernet Franc all the time. A weird thing that I get is tomato leaf. Um, tomato leaf. On on Cabernet Franc, you know, like the last one that we had. Um, and But from Malbec, I get mustard mustard seed a lot. Really? And I'm getting a little mustard seed on this. Actually, quite a bit. I definitely get like a peppery sort of, like almost like white pepperish kind of. Yep, I agree. Flavor. Mm -hmm. um, it's warm. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of that white pepper too. Yeah, but yeah, there's some reason, and I don't know. I like I don't know if people just look at me like I'm crazy or <laughs> you know when they see read my views and stuff. But I just I don't for what it is. I just I get mustard seed on Malbec a lot, and that's. And it might be something else, like, because your brain can only connect to things that you know, right? Right, right. So, like, say it could be something completely different or my that is what my brain knows that's closest to what I'm smelling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, you know, you could, you like, a, a Moscato could be just, like, drinking apricots. But if you've never had an apricot, you're going to say it tastes like a clementine or something. You know what I mean? Right, right. Especially when you're trying to make those descriptors and try to say, describe what it's something's like. Yeah. Like you can, like, it takes a long time to build your palate. Like, you know what a raspberry smells like or it tastes like, but, but when it's in a wine, when that same flavor, because there's not actual raspberries in here, but it has that raspberry flavor in it. Can you really pick it out? It's not easy, (laughs) you know, to to build your palate and everything. Um, But once you get it, um, you know, it just comes kind of naturally. And but there's just something about Malbec that I get that on. That's weird. But this is like plummy. That's I get nice. like uh, toasted spices. Like, yes. Like, you know, something that you'd have, like literally like you're, you're toasting spices in a pan and it, you can, that aroma gets into your nose. Baking that, spices. You know, yeah. Yeah. And the flavor is in your mouth. That's funny because I was going to say spices too. And you said you went even like further and described exactly what kind. Yep. Yep. Nice vanilla. It's even violets. It's got some nice floral violets to it. It's it's soft. Mm, again, it this a, is... It has a soft texture. Again, this yeah. <clears throat> again, it's a lighter body. Um, and so I was thinking, you know, Temecula being in like a hotter climate and everything, these would be big. Um, but no, these are nice, just soft, easy going wines. You know, they do have some tannin to it. This has some tannin to it, but overall it's nice and smooth. It's laid back. It's got, Ooh, like get that spice, man, that mm-hmm. spice. And that it sticks pepper. around. It, it sticks around like, mm-hmm. You can feel that that uh, that spice, that toasted spice, you know, really clings to your your palate. Mm-hmm. It's a and it's a weird though too because again, uh, you swish it around your mouth, you can get it, gets, it has a lot of acidity, like on the mid palate, but yeah. after you swallow, it's almost like not the the acidity's just gone, and it's like it it's 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 a weird kind of thing, but. It's awesome. <laughs> it's like no, it's great. It's very pleasant. It mm-hmm. it has that just like there's like like this quick I don't know. Uh oh, it's cuz that ener- there's this energy to it and then it's like you know, you've swallowed it. You know, it's it, I mean it just it's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, and cuz it well it's got the same kind of like <clears throat> like um chalky tannin that yeah. the cabernet has and that's what's just like flushing the acidity away like it's just gone um which is not a bad thing at all um but man that a lot of blackberries on that finish there is a lot of berry there's a lot of uh kind of not just blackberry though it's like uh there's a little on the sour a little bit sour so i want to say cranberry cranberry yeah yep you have impressed me with this wine you're learning man (laughs) i love it (laughs) 
Oh, you're bringing up some really good stuff, especially like because I was literally about to say spices, and you were like, "Yeah, toasting spices and, and you know toasted spices." Well, I was literally about to say cranberry, and you're like, "I like cranberry," I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's awesome, dude. Awesome. This is another one that you could just smell. Mm-hmm. You could just smell it all night. It's such got a, such a great nose. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would love 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 to drink it. I just want to smell it. <laughs> This is one. This is one for barbecue. Mm-hmm. This would be great for barbecue. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, forty-five bucks for this one. Worth it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely oh, yeah. worth it. Well, so far, I mean, these two have definitely been. Uh, you know, you pair these with food. You you yeah. got to have these with food to really uh, suss out all of the nuance that's that's in there. Mm-hmm. and get the full like i feel like if we had you know if we had some barbecue or with some other kind of protein while we were tasting these i think i think it would definitely expand what it is and how we're how we're describing it yeah oh yeah this with baby back ribs <laughs> that'd be great mm-hmm. that's another one thumbs up Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All, All right. right. I guess we'll jump into uh, part two of three here. Part two, yeah. We left off with the zombie popping up out of the ground, reaching out. Batman turns and is like, huh? <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, can you imagine that? You're just like, well, I mean, first of all, you're going around dressed up as like a bat. I'm sure not a lot of things <laughs> to surprise I, you. Yeah, he just had a blood bank explode <laughs> all over him. I think, I think a, a zombie, zombie is, yeah, is going to be pretty much old news for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're getting back into our text boxes here with, mm-hmm. look what's coming at, you know, out of the mud. Its scent is as corrupt as its flesh is. What is that? Prettily pale and putrid. Putrid. You know, really going for that alliteration. Mm-hmm. Uh, for many years, it is laying a molding in the ground of Gotham. So we've got, uh, you know, this zombie is just pulling itself up out of the ground and it's and it's closing in on Batman. And the sweet thing only wants to hold you, Batman, as I want to hold you. I want you, Batman. And I th- <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think I think we're starting, you know, we're getting indications that these bot these text boxes are definitely from something something else that's mm-hmm. narrating the story here. Yeah. You know, something that has an end game involving yep. Batman. Um that isn't the Riddler. Yes. Know, this is definitely not the Riddler speaking. I will have you very soon. But first, but first the dance. And then of course Batman puts boot to ass and put zombie ass all over the place yeah the more uh, more zombies come up more zombies you know he's got like on, two or three zombies grabbing up after him finger digging into my scalp knee in my back i'm eating grave mud Ooh, <laughs> this one's yeah. strong gotta put him away 
Uh, and, and he's just fighting and he's fighting and he's got the zombie and, you know, he rolls him. He's got him on the ground. Look, he's, he's like, but, but if he's dead, how do I hurt him like this? And then he just punches him in the face, like side swipes and like, <laughs> like uses his forearm to basically punch him in the face. That's and great. actually I, it, the zombie reaches up and grabs its face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's working. <laughs> and meanwhile, in the Riddler van outside <laughs> of the <laughs> He's got Jimmy Riddler. Yep. So I see if Jimmy isn't careful, he'll end up rather more authentic corpse than he already is. So they're they're watching this, you know, Riddler and his gang. They've got cameras out. They're watching the whole thing. So back to Batman. He's fighting. He's fighting. He's kicking zombie butt. And Riddler is just eating. He's eating up the whole thing. Loves it. Yeah. You know, while those two guys are like, what's happening to the boss? Never seen him so crazy or so bloodthirsty for that matter. Who knows? Maybe it's a midlife crisis or something, you know, because the guy who dresses up in the Riddler costume and does these crazy things. He's getting he's even got worse. Midlife issues. Yeah. Yeah. Even, but is he getting worse? <laughs> well, that's the yeah. thing. They do, you know, they ask, you know, he's like over, over the line for the Riddler. He's yeah. gone pretty nuts though. Yep. And then we get like a great splash page of Batman fighting. Oh my goodness! All sorts of zombies at this point. Oh, he's getting... all yeah. He's he's getting he's getting uh, beat up pretty good here. Uh, and, you know, but of course Batman takes it to him, and as he's fighting, he realizes that the zombies aren't all zombies. Yeah, he that some of them are actually machines. Because yeah, he grabs one of them, right? He grabs yeah, one of their arms his and arm snaps off. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a machine. It's just a, a it's just a robot. Uh, but not all of them. One of them is actually a person. One of the gang member. He's trying to get away. Mm-hmm. Batman knocks him down. Jimmy's down, as they say. And uh, you know, oh, Riddler. God. Riddler, you know, comes back with, and Jimmy mustn't talk to the Batman about our project, which is why an explosive device was placed in the makeup around Jimmy's neck. Small but effective, just like me. And boop, bye, Jimmy. Bam. There goes your head. You're yeah. dead. He he stole he stole my motto though. Like that's my catchphrase. Small but effective, Small but just effective. like me. Yeah. <laughs> so snuffed out yep. and much to the horror of uh the rest of the gang you, you know, killed jimmy little jimmy won't be coming down for breakfast tomorrow yeah. uh, and riddler just you know he gives it back to the to the gang and says hey you know you'll be as dead as jimmy if you don't shut up and drive oh, he grabs him and he puts the gun right to his face and look at the look yeah. on his face he's just like mean he, oh. yeah he's really just he's serious yep He's lost it. Um, and then, oh, okay, so, you know, Batman's checking out the scene and looks up, dead for real now, throat blown open, and he hears that that car engine. He's hopping graves. He's jumping over tombstones. And as the Riddler thinks he's getting away, you know, he's saying to his buddy, I know what I'm doing, Chuck. I'm seeing things clearer now. I've got an inner voice that's guiding. A boom! And then Batman's on the windshield. I love it. It's like clear windshield and also boom, Batman with a big bat symbol. And oh, that's so cool. 
You can't get away from him. <laughs> nope. But he's almost immediately like thrown off the the van. Like he just like does this. I don't know. It's like a rag doll bouncing off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, manages to get out well, because, of his way because they he puts on the brakes. Right. He puts on the brakes, so inertia just makes him just fly off. But then, uh, yep. Yeah. And he you know he does his little tuck and roll, gets out of the way of the van, and the van drives off and. You know, well, he, Batman, the, his his guy, out. his guy there wanted to run him over, right? And the Ritter was like, "No, like no." He actually made the he made it so he wouldn't hit hit Batman, sure. but but, right. Bat, but Batman's like he he could have got he's he even says I could have gotten out of the way sooner, but he mm-hmm. wanted to make sure because he feels like the Ritter is setting him up. He's making it too easy. He doesn't want right. he doesn't want to kill Batman, so right. he that was a test to him. He he you know wanted to make sure that the Riddler wouldn't kill him and he didn't, he peeled it away and made it so he wouldn't hit him. So that just proved to Batman that something else is going on. He's being, he's being led into a trap or something. Yeah. And he just figures it out right there on the spot. Like he, I'm going to try to do my best Batman voice. He wants me to live. He'd save my life if need be. I'm that important to him. Abducting the abducting the babies, the crazy stunts. They're all for me. He's getting me up. Using me. So he's figuring it out. Mm-hmm. What'd you think, right? Batman. That was great. Huh? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I, I hear Batman in my head. Isn't it? <laughs> uh... <laughs> and so there, you know, the Riddler's got his little plan. And, the you know, his, his Chuck, his assistant, is pissed that the Riddler just saved them. And, uh, you know, the, the Riddler's like, Oh, you, you could say I've got religion. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, what, what's gotten into you Riddler? Oh, you could right. say I got religion. Yep. He's, he's into demons now. <laughs> he sure is. And now yeah. Batman's back in the cemetery. He's looking at bodies. There's no black magic. There's no, it's just cybernetics and mechanical zombies. And he calls it techno magic. Yeah. Uh, and he, you know, he says this is gonna, this obviously took some time and money to set up. So something's, something's here. Something's going on. It doesn't make a lot of whole, you know, make a lot of sense, but yeah, that is the Riddler. Look at the dead body too. Cause he goes right up to the guy that had his neck blown off and he's just lifeless yeah, and just blood coming grimy. out of his mouth and everything. Ugh. Yeah pretty grimy and he and batman even comments he he even says you know that the the riddler's changed mm-hmm. and he's become a psycho which you know i guess that's i mean it, it's a pivotal moment for the riddler definitely mm-hmm. um so back to back to batman he's you know expecting uh the graves and he turns slowly and i'm starting to know what to expect is what he thinks. Uh, I'm starting to know how the game is played, even though I don't know what game we're playing. The second baby. Now only two babies missing of the four the Riddler abducted. And there's something else. Come on, Riddler. I know there'll be something else to lead me further into the maze. And of course, carved in stone, you'll find another little tot at the 25th. Who was shot right in a gravestone yeah he wrote right, right in a gravestone yeah. you know and that's how that's how well batman knows the riddler's mo i mean he's got him 
Yeah. He didn't even have to look that hard. He just knew and expected for that important clue to have been left for him. Well, you know, he's the world's greatest detective. He's going to, you know, he's going to look for stuff mm-hmm. like that. But like the thing that that really disturbs me with this though is like how did he know that Batman would go down that road? And yeah. before he hit that baby, how did he know that Batman would even find that the this baby in the graveyard? Like that well, those babies could have just been there. Oh. <laughs> like what if he did, what if Batman did not find that baby? That baby's in a graveyard all night and like, ah, oh, it's heartbreaking. It did make a sound though. That's how yeah. he heard it. Yeah. When, yeah. Once he's just kind of stopped and listened, he heard that sound. Yeah. And he followed the the source. He's playing like Rither's playing almost kind of like a game of chances. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is what I, this is what he should do. This is what he should do this and that. But what if what if Batman just went after him instead of going back to the scene? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crazy. Okay, so we get back in, you know, the next page we've got this flashback again to uh John Stockman uh in in what what went on and uh, he's talking about that great winged creature that filled the doorway of his his temple and uh, yeah, surely it was a creation of the demon or day da- they spell the it demon. demon yeah so and we actually uh, get a good shot of it too now like we could see yeah, it's like this big, to, yeah, like, it's like a big bat yeah but with horns but it almost like like horns. almost yeah but it's almost like like a almost like cloud kind of thing or like a shadow more than anything yeah. you know it's then it's got these white eyes and everything and it just comes in and just like freaking everybody's all scared shitless of this thing it's great and then there's a there's a child i think that's a child the sacrificial victim oh it's the girl yes the girl yep but she'd gone undergone the preparations of the ritual yes there are certain steps that you have to take for this ritual um, to to summon the demon and it all has to be done and everything and, and that was it they they did it all except for the sacrifice right right yep and they all you know they the the guys come out of this temple they're running out of this temple climbing out of it and they seal it up behind them they seal it right up mm-hmm. keeping that thing whatever it was they summoned With- trapped. With the girl. With the girl. Yep. And he gets the hell out of there. Yes, he does. He's like, see ya. Mm -hmm. Hops on his wagon. Gone. Yep. And then, yeah. But I like this too because it shows like that that building that they abandoned. Mm -hmm. And it shows like time going by, you know, on that same road. On that same road. Is that the that better? Is that the Monarch Theater? That better not be the Monarch Theater. Nope, it says Bijou on it. Okay, <laughs> it's like if that's the Monarch, like it was like, uh, that would be nuts. If the and Monarch basically was Gotham on it. City kind of just grows up all around mm-hmm. the site of where this, uh, you know, this ceremony went down. And the Bijou Double D Dames. Ooh. All right, I just thought that was hilarious. First of all, but we lost <laughs> each other for a second. <laughs> um, right, so where, and, where uh, are we at here? We're uh, all right. So Gotham, the Bijou. Yes, yeah. the Double first D of all, Bijou. <laughs> first, are you are you, <laughs> are you getting like more black licorice? 
on the Malbec, like on the nose? A little bit. I'm st- I'm still getting that white pepper, actually. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to come out as uh, a lot of black licorice is coming out, which I love. But it's mm. definitely, as it opens up, it's definitely evolving. Oh, yeah. Actually, you're oh. right. It's very... It's it's much stronger with the black licorice now. Mm-hmm. Definitely opening up a lot of cool stuff coming out. So, all right, let's go back to the Bijou. All right, double D Bijou. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so Gotham is is basically uh, grown over this place where this uh, ceremony happened, yep. where they summoned the Bat, and so we jump ahead to you know, modern era Gotham City. Um, Hang security guard at the library. The explosions at the blood bank. The corpse show at the cemetery. The four babies. And now this new riddle. There's a pattern somewhere. The intricate walls of a labyrinth. And Batman is still trying to figure out the pieces. Like, he, no, he sees the pieces, but he's trying to figure out how they fit together. Yeah. And that's what's that's kind of what's bugging him right now. And he feels like there's something else going on that there's also like this other sort of presence that is following along that is watching all of this unfold. And he just he's has a feeling and he decides that I I just have to follow the Riddler into whatever this maze is and, and see where it leads, which is, you know, that's what Batman does. He just jumps down, jumps down the well and goes down the rabbit hole, goes down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets home, you know, back to Wayne Manor to wander the corridors of Wayne Manor to feel the ghosts there. Let them fortify you, which is, you know, definitely that like, that's as gothic as it gets you'll find another little tot at the 25th who was shot the 25th who was shot he's just mulling it over what does that mean i know the answer a schoolboy answer but my mind feels so shot shot to pieces shot shot shots he's just exhausted he just breaks it out he's like shot 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 shots everybody (laughs) <laughs> and he's uh, and then shots and shots and then we go to uh his parents getting shot that's right and of course right. it always rolls back into you know that moment that he was created you know in yeah. in the alley and uh, what is it is it murder alley or what do they call it what's it called crime alley crime alley yeah which i mean it you wasn't called that until because the, the you know the waynes were so high profile and everything it, got, it after the Waynes were killed it got that nickname right right uh, so you know bruce is you know he's a kid again he's he's got these memories of his parents a labyrinth of streets moving shifting cajoling beckoning forcing us onward onward toward the place you know this he's stuck in this ever moving inescapable march towards something that he would love to to run away from but you know he just can't it's 
it, it's something that just repeats and he has to endure. Uh, I want to warn my parents, but I can't speak. I'm mute witness, galloping toward my own misery, toward the anvil on which my life will be bent out of shape. Um, yeah, he's got that sleep apnea going or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if he got it so clean, he wouldn't have those issues. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, so yeah, he's pushed. You know, he's Batman. He's crazy. He's a crazy yeah. person, and he's just ex- re-experiencing all of the the craziness that has influenced his life, and, and his relationship to the city, and how the city reflects the madness that he has experienced, and how it that experience has changed him into the Batman. And he yeah. just wakes up screaming, no! And he realizes he's been dreaming. And, you know, he's 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 in his expensive Ralph Lauren, uh, I don't know, bathrobe. And silk. You know that thing yeah. is silk. Like, that thing must be amazing. Pushing apart <laughs> the, the giant satin curtains. You know, it's all, yeah. you know, it's got all that. The dream gave him the answer, though. The dream did give him the answer. Yep. Uh, so McKinley Street. That night, years ago, we passed McKinley Street. The mind stores everything. McKinley, 25th president of the United States, assassinated, shot. But, but does that mean the Riddler knows about the death of my parents near McKinley? About me mm-hmm. being Bruce Wayne? Which is another twist here because that was something that had not entered into his thought process. You know, he, now he's making it, he's taking it into a more personal level. You know, does the Riddler know who I really am? That, that could be a very dangerous prospect. Oh yeah. Or is it a coincidence? Yes, it must be. He can't know. He can't know, but it's too close to be a coincidence. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and the scene goes, and then and then we go to uh, you know the Riddler's hideout when yeah. you get the, the oh yes that's right what guys messing around with a flame floor too yeah because that's Chuck again mm-hmm. Chuck is the assistant one of the assistants of the Riddler and he's out there playing with his uh, flamethrower having a bat barbecue and. What's the the Riddler's just going off again? What a splendid imagination you have, Chuck. But I merely told you to see the flamethrowers were prepared. We won't be using them just yet. One or more turns of the screw first. No, it's a turn of the screw. That's uh what is that? That's uh is that a Edgar Allan Poe story? Am I right about that? I'm not sure actually. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Let me look that up while you keep going. But we do get to burn him eventually, asks Chuck. Have no fear. The Batman shall be killed. And how is the little one, Fratter, which is the name of the other assistant? That's a Fratter. Like, is that even a real name? But I've never heard (laughs) that one. Turn of the Screw was written in 1898, and it is written by Henry James. Oh, Henry James. Right, 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 right. Hmm. So um, 
You're using these tiny ping pong balls are just the right size. Well, yeah, Riddler. But I think that Brett's just done a, you know, poop joke. Insert poop joke here. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, Riddler goes on, says change him. And, you know, three babies were stolen, but not killed, but instead given back to their mothers. Three babies, but we stole four. Insurance, Chuck. Yeah. Oh, we've got to have insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we see what happened to the other guy. Well, oh, the God. other guy, yeah. You know, he, you know, Riddler's asking about his pets. And yeah. uh, Chuck says, yeah, we managed to get them into the back of the van. Weren't easy, though. They took half of Stefan's arm with them. <laughs> so Stefan and Fratter, like... I you know I get that I get you have to use like unique and interesting names just like for these small characters who are just gonna you know blink and you miss them but right yeah those are weird names right am I crazy yeah they are yeah yep and and like you know poor Chuck man just run get the hell out of there <laughs> like geez like you know you, you just watched uh, what's his name get uh, get shot. And all the he not shot, but his like neck get blown up. Yeah, right, and everything that's going out to, to everybody else. You know, you, you're you're next. Right. You're the last one. You're next. You are going get to that. be sacrificed. You yep. are expendable. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got back to we're back to Batman. He's swinging down the you know city streets. Gotham's looking nasty and surly as usual. He uh, stops at this. Uh, Looks like a, a bar or some kind of diner called Milliken's, which is on McKinley Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he just like goes in and some dude is at the bar. He's like, hey, look who it is. <laughs> Want a drink battle? And Batman's just standing there and this like bar fly is offering him a beer. Uh, and he's asking if he's seen anything tonight, if a man with a baby has been and boom, right through the door. The back of the Riddler's van just kind of explodes through, shatters glass, all of it. Couple of giant dogs, all pit bull terriers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. They even call it like you know who calls them pit bull terriers? Pit bull terriers anymore? You know, yeah, it's, like, it's just pit bulls now. But yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like oh god, look vicious, at them, vicious. Then the, the pit bulls are in there attacking anything. Anyone or yeah. anything. Uh, Batman takes out one of them right off the bat. Uh, the barfly shoots one because apparently he's a cop. Yeah, Who yeah. He claims he's off duty. Sergeant McCarthy. Look at that smirk on his face too after like, he shoots yeah. a dog. I'm drunk and I just fired my weapon in a crowded bar. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm off. Duty. I'm off. Duty. <laughs> hey. Totally cool. <laughs> Yeah, they like freaking. They just jump out and they start attacking everybody. Like, yeah. like, oh god, this guy's just sitting there drinking a beer, and all of a sudden he's like, his forearm is just getting torn apart by this dog. This, you know, and Batman even just like he uses his uh, his batarang with the rope on it to drag one of them down, and then yeah. it, that that one gets shot. And he uh, like, oh. he, he manages to kill the other one. I mean, someone hands him a knife, he, and he stabs just, him, just like fillets the thing. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, so I mean, look at. Somebody like literally just like hands him like gently like here's the knife, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you just you go, oh, right I, into the ribcage. We kill our own dogs here. Yeah, 
and the chase is on and Batman's after the van. It's driving off. He manages to, to jump up and, you know, get in there, get into the driver's side. Van's empty, of course. So, Batman's on the radio. He, I mean, Riddler's on the radio. Riddler's on the radio, you know, luring him into his trap. Mm-hmm. Gets him to, uh, you know, follow his voice. Gets him down into the sewer. And, of course, boom, springs the trap. Here comes Chuck and Fratter hitting him with baseball bats, smashing him back and forth, smashing him right into the sewage mud. Mm. Beating his ass like a redheaded stepchild until he, you know, Batman does his thing. He gets that uh, bat line up, swings it around, wraps it around one of the thugs' heads and causes the other one to smash headfirst into his buddy, and they're both out. And there's the Riddler. That's got like, man, like th- that thing wrapped around your neck. <laughs> Is that guy okay? He's probably dead. I-, I would think so that he's not doing okay, man. I mean, it- here's the thing. Like, you know, Batman doesn't kill and everything and he knocks people out. But you're right. talking about like the concussive damage that this man puts on the criminals probably doesn't help. Oh no! He like now yeah. we know what we know what con- concussions do and everything. Like if you're not, especially like Daredevil does a lot of that too with knock just knocking people out because they don't kill. You're causing all this brain damage oh, to yeah. knock them out to lose consciousness. Um, you're probably not helping your crime issue by making these people have more issues. No, you turn their <laughs> brains to oatmeal. I mean, yeah, that's... but this guy, this guy is gonna have like this red like oh my god man if he if he's still alive after being pulled into somebody else and and that collision <laughs> head head on head like right. that like uh yeah yeah it's not supposed to happen that way like <laughs> here here's the thing folks movies comic books etc if you get hit in the head in real life you die yeah it's it's not like you just get knocked out and wake up like an hour later like wow you have brain damage (laughs) that's why you lost conscious your brain (laughs) smacked into the inside of your skull yeah that's why you lost consciousness Mm -hmm. yeah um and but also the neck like his spine his neck and his actually his flesh those things like look how like small that rope is that thing's cut. You pull that thing and you pull that towards him. It's gonna slice through th- right through his neck. Oh, it's like a garrote wire. I mean, it, it's basically oh. like you know this little this thin metal wire that's gonna <laughs> chop you up like a block of cheese. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. They're yeah. trying. To, they're there trying to kill you. You got to get out of that situation, yeah. especially since uh, there's a baby there. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then there's there's the Riddler. <laughs> look at the look on his face. There. He's got his little finger up in his mouth, like, oh, baby's in trouble. Baby's in trouble, bats. It's starting to turn blue. The ping pong ball stuck clean in his throat. Yeah, and it is. Yep, and he's trying to get it out. Like he starts, you know, patting him back and everything, and and he's like panicking. What else are you gonna do? And, um, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's Oof. patting him on the back, trying to pop it up, and then, whoop, here comes the knife. And he's, he's gotta... he just steals himself to do it, and he, he says it's called a tracheotomy, an incision mm-hmm. of the principal air passage in order to facilitate breathing. You know how to do it? 
you know how to do it, do it. And he does yep. it. And that's the yeah. end of part two. Yeah, man. Uh, did, did you ever think you'd be seeing Batman do a tracheotomy on a one-year-old? I mean, this is, I mean, this Dark Knight, Dark City is pretty gnarly from the get-go. So <laughs> right? The expectation, I think, after the first part, you should you should be ready and prepared for the the grimiest stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and again, I mean, just a great issue. Mm-hmm. Just like the first one. Um, so much that just goes on in, in each issue. Um, and the Riddler's just a freaking maniac. Yeah, it's just a lunatic. I love it. The last wine of the evening. Mm. This is Temecula Hills Winery and Vineyard. The Estate Syrah 2016. And uh, Temecula Hills is a part of Oak Mountain Winery. Now, I don't know the situation. Like I said, there's not a lot of information out there. Um, I don't know uh, the situation between me. I don't know if it's a different, if it's a label. Yeah. If it's a different label or if it's actually like a different winery with its own thing going on, you know. I am not sure. But if you look up Temecula Hills, it brings you to the Oak Mountain website you know okay so i'm not sure about specifics about uh the actual wineries but it does say that it is uh a state bottled um so i don't know you know <laughs> i don't know if the hills has bottle. its own estate okay. yeah so i don't know if it's if it's a state bottled at oak mountain winery or at temecula hills i don't know if temecula hills like i said is its own winery you know physically or anything. Um, the vineyard is Windy Ridge Vineyard that it comes from. It is barrel aged in French oak and American oak, uh, and it's 100% Syrah. Uh, and even and it gives some information here. It says our state Syrah vineyard lies at an altitude of 2,900 feet above sea level. Our vines were purchased. Okay, here we go. Our vines were purchased from Tablas Creek Nursery and planted in 1999. Um, but yeah, but see, I don't know if. Where I don't know if it's on Temecula Hills or on Oak Mountain. I'm not sure. It could be a different label. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, so it's a state Syrah. Okay. Now this one is going to be $49. Ooh. Oh, man. And that nose is... That is a lively nose. Big black cherries, like black cherries. It's, it's like it's, it's intense, right? I mean, you get the black pepper, black table pepper. Is a little bit of that like black, um, black licorice, like we got from the last one. Mm-hmm. It's almost like raisins, like raisins kind of a little bit raisinated on the nose there's definitely like a, a, a caramelized sort of aspect to it see again i was about to say caramel what the <laughs> awesome but you know that cooked sugar taste that yes uh... mm-hmm. yep Ooh. see this is this is like you know it's big it's bold Mm. But it's also got that spiciness to it. 
I feel like you would need something equally if you're gonna if you would do this with like I'm what kind of what would you what would you have with this? Oh God, I would just have like a ribeye. You think so? I'm I'm <laughs> thinking more like I mean this is really big. Mm-hmm. I, I would almost go with like like some kind of cheese, like really um well, their suggestion for this is camembert cheese. Really? Okay, so I could totally see that. Yeah. Uh, Brie and camembert; those are my two favorites. Um, and those that would be awesome with this. Um, camembert definitely. Yeah, I feel like brie would just be lost. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> uh, I dared. You did. Oh man, um, you know, yeah, and with some with some uh, cured meat with that. Mm-hmm. This one's savory too. It's got like this perfect balance. You get because remember I was saying like the, with the mulback at the end, like the acidity is kind of like pushed aside by yeah. the tannin at the yeah. end. Yeah. This one's the perfect balance. You get both of them. You got that nice acidity, the mouth-watering acidity, but also that tannin on the tongue and everything. Oh, that is brilliant. Reminds me a little bit of a, a coat roti. Coat roti is a uh, a region yeah. in France that, you know, does Syrah. Um, and one of the better-known regions in France for Syrah it has that kind of style to it, but also being just a a little more, like I said, raisinated. They could tell it's hot climate. Now oh. that concentration of sugars is that from that is directly influenced by the the temperature of the climate. Oh yes, oh yeah. Um, because if you have uh, you know a cooler climate, you have what you have is a. Uh, which, technically a longer growing season because, yeah. um, you know, once photosynthesis, photosynthesis starts between 50 and 55 degrees. Right. And so when you're cooler and it kind of dips down beneath that and stuff like that, when you're cooler for the re- longer part of the year, um, you know, you stretch that out. And so you, the growth is less during in colder parts of the years like the, and so it spreads out longer. Okay. Whereas warmer parts of the year, it's like, it's like boom with the more heat and everything. And so you get more production of sugars and sugars turn into alcohol, right? So like warmer, warmer parts are going to have more, uh, obviously more alcohol, um, in which will bring in more just everything else. Yeah. So warmer, warmer climates are going to be more, they're going to be bigger, um, overall, um, which is why, you know, a lot of, a lot of cooler climate stuffs, like they, they'll be softer, less yeah. alcohol, more acidic, um, which is which is great because a lot of those wines are more geared toward being food friendly. Okay. And um, you want that lower alcohol and also that more acidity because acidity makes a good food wine. Um, but I mean, that doesn't mean this isn't. <laughs> this is like, this is I would awesome. have this with hors d'oeuvres. I think this is like how you start it. What's the alcohol on this? Is this what is that? It's fifteen point two. Is that is that a lot? It can be, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that that is. I mean, average wine, your average wine, I say, is about twelve percent. Oh wow, okay. 
Um, you can find, so yeah, so 15.2 is pretty high. You can find some Zinfandels that are like 17%. Um, so oh. Those ones get big, yeah. The Grenache is another one that, that gets big. I must, like, there's almost something green about it, though. Almost like, I, I hate to say it, but almost like, like asparagus or something. I don't know. It's weird. Asparagus. Something kind of green about it. I don't know if it's green herbs or... But that's just what came to my head was asparagus. like, And it's when my like nose is like away from the glass... And it's coming up and out, not getting your nose deep in there, you know, where you're going to yeah. get like stronger fumes. If you put your stick, your nose in there, you're going to get all the ethanol. You're going to get all the stronger fumes and everything. Just a little bit out. Hmm. It's delicious though, man. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, yeah. I like, like I said, like, yeah. Hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some tapas. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I would really love this with just like with a, with a ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> ribeye would be delicious. With a cow, the cow is still bleeding, you know? Ugh. Moo. Moo. Knock its horns off, wipe its ass and send it on out. Ah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that, I mean, that's uh that's Oak Mountain Winery. Oh, it's delightful. All of them, all of them really good. The first two were, you know, lighter bodied, more laid back, delicious. This one's much more uh, bigger, bigger structure, and they're all just really, really good. So, hmm. whoever sent us these wines, thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Yeah, I have I no idea who did. Stand up and 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 introduce yourself. It was great. Yes, yes, please. Okay, so I'm gonna go through this. All right. This last part, let's see if I can do it because I was having a really good time listening to you do that last one. I probably had too much. We'll find <laughs> out. Uh, all right, so we open up with Batman, and he's got the knife. He's about to do a tracheotomy on a baby, and this baby is like, it, it, look at the baby. It looks it's like, a, like a baby. It's, it's, <laughs> like, it's like a Vic Mackey only. It actually looks like I, somebody I actually looks like somebody I work with. Oh, jeez. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's freaking hilarious. Every time I see it, I laugh. Anyways, uh, so he says, the knife should be sharper and finer. A scalpel, not this butcher's knife. It's the only knife he's got. Is that That's the knife he was stabbed with, right? Is that the one that he was stabbed with? No, that's the one he stabbed the dog with. Is that's that sterile? He... No, 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 no. This is, a, this is a different knife. This is one. Yeah, no, it is. No, I, I just flipped back. That The one he stabbed the dog with is, like, huge. Okay, so this is just a knife that he had on him in his utility belt. Um, and uh, yeah, it should be cleaner to sterilized, as I said. Yeah. But it's uh, it's all I've got and I'm all you've got. And then it says, uh, whoever's watching, it says, so Batman takes a deep breath and slits the little cherub's throat, draws the blade across his pink skin, slices through the windpipe, a backstreet, a backstreet tracheotomy because the Riddler has lodged a ping pong ball in the baby's throat. And now he's running with the baby, holding him close. Uh, he must get to the hospital before he loses too much blood, scrambling out of the sewer, sprinting down the street. Oh, Batman, you are my finest creation, my favorite child. And you see him just running. He's got him covered in the blanket, just running down the street. The cape just like flowing in the wind as he's going down the street. 
And then uh, Commissioner Gordon meets him at the hospital and he asks, how is he doing? And he says he's still on life support. His name is Michael. He's only eight days old. Uh, I tried to save him. Uh, maybe I just succeeded in killing him. And Jim says, if the worst comes, you didn't kill him. The Riddler did. You've got three babies back. Only one of them is left. This was pinned to Michael's diaper. My next clue. Hope I don't go too crazy before I solve it. So he hands him another card. Hope I don't go too crazy. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, let's see. He hands him another card and it has another riddle on it. And it says, only one left, a little boy crawler. You'll find lots of him through shorter and taller. That's the clue. Lots of them. Lots, says Alfred. Lots as in auction, perhaps? As in the crying of a lot 49? What's that? And so he says, it's a novel by Thomas Pynchon, one of your American writers. Rather good, actually, though I'm more of an Anthony Burgess fan myself. Oh, shut up, Alfred. <laughs> I know, right? You're, you're more of an Anthony Burgess fan. One of your American writers. <laughs> He's wearing Anthony Burgess shirt. He's like, I liked him before he was, you know. Yeah, I pay yeah. you the bottle, sir. <laughs> Not the so, <laughs> but the, so they make this, they make this connection. Yeah, go make a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, so, but yeah, so they they find out all these locations is making a question mark. Mm-hmm. So they use the bad computer to figure out what the next stop is. So I think they even just like completely skip over even the. The, the clue um let's see i think they do uh before i go so they figure out where the next stop is going to be yeah and he says before i go i must see where the end will be where the labyrinth finishes so he's going to go to that where the next clue actually says he should go but what that shows is that the next stop after that is going to be stockman square Right, so he now he knows where he's gonna go at the end, but he's got to go to that other place first just to see what's going on. There's another kid, right? Another kid's gonna be there. Um, so around a place called Stockman Square, nothing special about the place. A little rundown, part of the original Old Gotham, I think. And then so uh, we go back to Old Gotham to the confessions of Jacob Stockman, and it says, uh, let's see, he, all he he just keeps like picturing this the 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 girl that they left and yeah. under there he's haunted by it yeah they left her to die trapped with the winged creature that has sent us brave men fleeing like old crones i am old myself now so this takes place years after uh but still haunted by her sometimes i fancy i can hear her screams her pitiful cries dear god i am tormented and it even shows him like thinking about what it must have been like for her and you see her clawing at the door and just her, her fingers just bleeding, her clawing, yeah. trying to get out of there. And she must have scratched at the bolted door until her fingers were bleeding shreds. She must have screamed until her voice shattered. She had already undergone the horror of the six stages of preparation as she could be sacrificed to the demon uh, Barbathos, who would that uh, thenceforth be under our control. And of course, she just passed away. Uh, starving, just dehydrated, and everything, and um, and uh, yeah. As I I near my own death, I hope and pray that she has found peace in heaven. I, for one, shall never, I know, find such such peace. And he's just crying and says, knowing how readily I deserve it, I embrace my damnation and hunger for the flames that shall soon consume me. And then we're back to 
Yeah. <laughs> and then we're back to, uh, now I'm not sure if this is amusement mile. Um, it doesn't look like, no, it's an actual circus that's going on right now. So we open up back to, uh, to now. 1990 and Batman is at the circus. This is where the next uh, clue led him to a circus and it doesn't open till later, but he's led into the house of mirrors and he's just like, really like, come on house of mirrors. Oh yeah. Wow. Their shtick. For real? Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh, and, uh, but then he sees a goat. <laughs> There's a goat in the house of mirrors. He's like a goat. Why is that a goat? Why is that a goat in the hall of mirrors? Like that's literally what he says. <laughs> And so he goes to like pet the goat, but he, he goes to touch it, but he had just hits glass and he's like, oh, it's behind me. So he spins around and then he sees the goat standing there and he's standing over the baby. And so he's like, Riddler, are you there? I know where it all ends, Stockman Square. And so he's calling out the Riddler just right there. And, uh, but then there's Chuck. Chuck comes off to the side like a velociraptor in Jurassic Park. And you know, Batman's just like clever girl, mm -hmm. and but Chuck's got the got the flame for, her. and uh, he says, uh, "Maybe you're wrong, fat man. Maybe that's just a red what you call it, a red herring. Maybe it ends here." And then Chuck just like sprays him with the gun, with the with, you know, the, the flame. flame yeah, I guess yeah. And uh, Batman just kind of dodges it, he uses his cape to dodge out of the way, and he smack. He starts punching. He starts punching around, trying to get to Chuck. But everywhere Chuck is, it's a mirror. It's not him. And um, and then let's see. He you know he rolls out of the way. He's just fighting. He's just fighting for his life here. And then he's like, something else is going on here. Riddler's making me jump to his tune in front in front of a goat. <laughs> like he's making me look like an idiot in front of a goat and he just like stands up and looks around and he's destroyed all the glass around him all the mirrors around him are just destroyed and he's just being played like a fool like he has been this entire time thinking that he was winning he was on this case and and everything and that he, you know he's getting all these clues right and everything but no he's just getting played just played um, so he hops into the, the Batmobile and he uh, says, I hand the baby to a passing squad car and then I am headed to a place called Stockman Square. What kind of minotaur will I find there? What does that even mean? That's weird. Hmm. It's a weird thing to say. What kind of minotaur will I find there? Well, yeah, he's still talking. He's still looking at this as like it's a labyrinth, you know, a maze and the, the minotaur monster. Gotcha. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So on the way, I call Afro Alfred, then the hospital. Michael's still on life support. I could go either way. Um, so he goes to uh, the Q&A storage in, uh, in the square where this building used to be. And then we see, again, the narrator. Come on, Batman. Closer. Come closer. We are one. The ceremony has already started. And then you have Chuck there with the flame flower, And you got another one of his guys. <laughs> and then the goat. <laughs> like he, So he grabbed the goat. He took the goat with him. Yeah. Like he, so, so he sets up this thing where <laughs> he makes the goat like run out of the building. Like what the freaking hell? One guy tackles the goat thinking it's somebody trying to run out <laughs> and he just uses him as like a decoy. And then he just swings down from the building and just beats the crap out of them. It's so good. Like he just like kicks one in the chest as he's swinging down and there's Chuck with the, the, the flamethrower. So he sweeps up and then just like, oh, and then he uh, actually... Y'all, what he's swinging on the wood is looks like it's just old and beaten up, and mm -hmm. so his 
so his uh you know his rope actually kind of crashes down and he actually falls down to the ground batman just comes down and chuck's standing over him he's like the game's over i'm gonna roast him now and the riddler comes running out and he's like idiot the preparations are complete he dies when i say so and and chuck's like like I'm through with all this mumbo jumbo. He goes now because Chuck's wanted to kill him through this whole thing. Right. And, and Riddler has been stopping him from killing him. So he just shoots him in the, in the belly. He just shoots Chuck right in the belly. And <laughs> just, you know, him down. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been doing this all for a reason. I don't want him dead. Now you're dead. And so he just shoots him right in the belly. And he's like, Chuck's like, you shot me. You shot me to save the Batman. And so the Riddler's like, of course I did. Batman, Batman's my ticket to ride the human bat. And then we go into exactly what's going on here. Right. Um, and Riddler just set all of this up. He knows about the, the bat demon. He knows about everything that has happened. He found Stockman's book and he's been doing the ritual with Batman. Mm-hmm. All of these steps were done. So to, to, for Batman to do the ritual on himself to call for Barbados. That's right. So it's like brilliant. So instead of capturing somebody and doing this, all that, he had Batman do it to himself mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. moving him around and everything, which is great. And he's got like, he's even Riddler's, I mean, he's still got his, his domino mask on, but he's got these robes on and everything. He kind of looks like Ruth Gator Ginsburg. <laughs> RBG. Oh my yeah. God. He looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Holy I can't even say her name right. I definitely have a few two glasses, which is great. Uh, you look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> oh boy, oh, we're gonna hear about that one. So yeah, so he, he says his whole plan and everything, and and uh, and so yeah, he he goes over exactly what happened. Uh, something scared them off. The the people before you know in the seventeen hundreds, something scared them off. Some wing wing creature or something. They scattered, Stockman sealed the temple, so, uh, sold up, moved to Canada. So he sold the building, moved to Canada. Definitely actions of a desperate man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Batman's like, what's this got to do with you and me, Riddler? The de- and he says, the demon was summoned. It only needed a sacrifice to bring it under control. The demon's still here, waiting for the human bat, waiting for the sacrifice. That's where you come in. Uh, he says, as soon as I read the book, I was guided by a voice. It was meant to be. I was meant to control the demon. You were meant to be sacrificed. This is her, by the way, your predecessor, the first human bat. And there's just a skeleton. He's like, yeah, he's holding her like, like, almost like patting her back and holding her head and everything. She went, underwent six stages of preparation to ready herself for sacrifice. This is where my genius came in. I had to prepare you likewise. And Batman's like, so all of those, those stupid riddles, those stupid setups, He's like, yeah, you've been preparing yourself for your own sacrifice. Each step has laid out in the confessions. I merely had to contrive a scene that would duplicate the prescribed act. He's like, first, she had to kiss the lips of a hanged man. In your case, it was mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Mm-hmm. What happened with the cop? Secondly, she had to bathe in human blood. The blood bank. I just used the blood already stored in the blood transfusion center. Next came a dance macabre, a dance with the dead, dug up from the local cemetery. That's why my stiffs flung themselves into your arms. My 
you bats had such a natural rhythm. And then the fourth stage was to slay a wild dog with a silver dagger. They don't come much wilder than pit bull terriers, do they? It's like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, how did you know that, like, in that situation, that Batman would actually just, like, gut a dog, man? Like, Riddler has lost his shit, but it worked. Yeah, it absolutely. Him. Just another quick edit right here. Um, the, the person who handed that knife to Batman was the Riddler. That knife was the sacrificial knife from the 1700s that they used to try to sacrifice Dominique. Um, so the, the Riddler was there. He's probably in disguise or whatever, but he was the guy who backed up that van into the window. And, and while all this chaos was happening, he just walked right up to Batman. He's like, hey, here's a knife while he's getting attacked by a dog. And Batman had no other choice. But let's be honest here. The whole point of this podcast is that we drink wine. And we talk about comics, so some details like that are just going to be kind of, uh, you know, forgotten about. So, whatever, man. Let's move on. Then, this is the one that I'm most proud of. She had to slit the throat of an unbaptized child. So, you're right. There was a kid somewhere there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I missed that. There was, a, there was a kid somewhere in there. Um, but a good guy like you wouldn't do that unless it was the only way to save it, as in a tracheotomy. Last was the regular Black Magic Sabbath dance. Acrobatics before the devil, represented by the horned goat. So he did acrobatics in front of a goat. Yay! <laughs> yes, Baphomet. Awesome, I love it. It took a flamethrower to make you do the aerobatics, but they still count. And uh, yeah, man, so Rither's just like, it's just my true potential, my inner spirit. I'm maturing into a more rounded, more vicious criminal. Batman's talking to me. He's like, we've always had a kind of sporting relationship. I've always thought we respected each other. Listen to me. Ever since you started this, I've had the weirdest feelings of being watched or something bigger watching, waiting. You just don't want me to kill you, but that's too bad. So he's thinking that Batman's making up this excuse, you know? Mm-hmm. This is when the demon bat comes up and he's yeah. like, how foolish, how greedy, how manipulatable, a perfect toast, mind awash with gibberish, riddling, Riddleria, Riddleria, yeah, great. Crap, real man, riddle sad, (laughs) (laughs) hungry for power, so easily for me to slip into you, to disguise myself as you, to whisper in your ear and set your heart racing. Batman had an intuition, see, because Batman and I are closely related. He is Batman, the Dark Knight. I am Gotham, the Dark City. And he's like, Barbados, the demon? Are you the demon or Gotham? Or he's like, the same and no difference. And now I have no further use for you or your riddling. And it's like, oh man, like it just starts crumbling. Like everything starts crumbling around him. And he's like, ah, ah, leave me alone. Get away, get away. And then he does the same thing that they did to that woman. That's right. He runs upstairs and locks Batman inside. Same exact thing. There's something important too that we've just discovered is that the demon has been controlling and you know making the Riddler do these things. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's been influencing him and yeah, making him do all this crazy stuff. Um, But he does the same exact thing. He abandons the sacrifice because he can't go. He can go through with it, and then he sets it on fire. He grabs that flamethrower we see chuck is dead poor chuck 
and um, he starts blasting me at that door and starting starting to to uh, set the whole building on fire. And Barbados is like, "Do you hear me, Batman? No time to escape. Look, Batman." And he can actually see. It's he's like hallucinating or something. He's seeing what happened, you know, in, mm-hmm. in seventeen sixty five. And then he actually fought, he actually sees this woman and what she did. She see, he sees them all fleeing and all that and her last moments. It's crazy because he sees like the skeleton of Barbados. Like this was actually like a real thing. Yeah. Like they like this some of this real thing and he died down there as well. Yeah. Yes. Who are you? The demon Gotham. How can you be Gotham? Gotham's a city. He's like the city modeled you that shaped you, whose darkness and desolation is in your soul. I, I talk now through the husk of a creature that so scared Stockman. As you see, just a large bat made huge by a cultist's heightened sense. So he just sent like a huge bat into there to scare the shit out of them. Yeah. And the bat died in there as well. And they left me in limbo, Batman, summoned under no one's control, but as trapped as the girl. So they both just died in there. Um, my heart kept locked in this pit. Well, all around me, Gotham grew and grew like my own body, expanding year by year. My blood and seed mixed with the mortar, my breath in the mud, the sewers and the buildings, great and small, my spirit in every brick and every inch of timber, the whole city, a bent and misshapen echo of my own desolation. But I was patient. I waited. I waited for a man who would set a trail of riddles. I waited for a bat who would answer them so that he might free me. Free her, Batman, until she is free. I cannot be free, nor can you. Free her. You are brother and sister of the bat. Only her brother can save her and free me. And he looks over and he actually sees the woman scratching at the doors. Yeah. So he goes up and he tries to get out. He tries to, he goes up the stairs and he tries to open the door. And he's trying, he's trying to save their lives, basically. And she sees him and she's like, are you the demon, the wind creature? And he's like, no, I'm not a demon. I'm just as trapped, as trapped and scared as you are, miss. And she says, look. And the smoke starts coming in. And he's a like, great. He set fire to the building and there's no way this door is going to move. This has all been a waste of time. We're going to be burned alive. So even he's even talking to the demon. Like, you, you've just wasted your time. We're just all going to die in here again. Um, and then, uh, the door just suddenly opens and he's like, uh, he's like, you know, move away. It could be the Riddler. He could be coming back to, to get us again. And then there's, there's somebody at the top of the stairs. It actually first looks like the penguin kind of weird. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so there's somebody upstairs. He's got a cloth over his face. He's got a cane. He's all in purple with a hat and everything. And he's like, here I am. As you crested, seem to be spot in trouble. I see rather an impressive fire burning up there, actually, and it's Alfred. Alfred, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, he, so he tells Alfred to get out of the building. This might collapse any minute. I'll get the girl out, and so he has this this moment with with this girl, and she says, "I don't know what's happening. Have I died already? And I don't think I'm dead. I seem to have been here for ages, though." I don't know how long. And she's like, what, what's your name? And he's like, Bruce. My parents called me Bruce. What's yours? And she's like, Dominique. I feel I know you, Bruce. It's funny. Are we somehow related? And he said, I, you could say that. Hold on to me. I'll cover you with my cloak. It's fireproof. And so he battles the flames uh, to get out. He's got her covered up in, in, in his cape and everything. And he gets her out of there. And we have uh, Barbados saying, Batman, old Batman, my favorite son. The wind on my face, the sky opening, 
my heart heart torn from this earthly rib cage, my soul ignited, my spirit rising, and dot dot dot. And then he goes up. He goes up. Batman gets out of the out of the uh, out of this burning building, and then he uncovers the girl Dominique, and she's a skeleton. Mm-hmm. So finally you know, free. Yeah, finally free. And then she he puts her in the morgue in the Wayne morgue right next to his parents. Yeah, which I thought was awesome. And he says, "Mother, father, I know you won't mind her being here. The demon, I think, is gone." But the last two days, its words have been running through my head. It waited for a man to set a trail of riddles and for a bat to follow them. It gave birth to that bat so that he might free it. And um, and the last page is so great. Like, I love it. Um, especially just, I mean, I might as well just read it at this point. <laughs> it's he, he's, so he's talking to himself and, he, you know, and he says, gave birth, Gotham shaped me. In that it was on, on, on Gotham streets that you were killed. But was it the city or the demon? Accident or design? Environment? Zeitgeist? Biology? Demons? I shake my head, breathe deeply, try to forget it. You're born in your history, your time, your place is a mold into which you're thrown. Does it make any difference if a few demons are behind it also? My parents are still just as dead. Gotham is still Gotham. I am still, still whatever I am. The baby Michael is still alive, pulling through. I'll visit him tomorrow. I'll look down at him as my parents once must have looked down on me. I might even make a funny face. As I head back to the house, I see a bat fly across a sliver of the yellow moon. A bat driven by dark and primitive instinct through the night. I follow. And it's got a great shot of him because he's leaving the morgue, walking through the yard and everything. And at the very end, you just see him walking towards Wayne Manor and the cape just looking like really freaking super cool, like the ends flying up and everything. And man, what a great story. Yeah, definitely a dark Batman story, no doubt. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and great for a time like this oh, yeah. around this time of year. Um, but man. <sighs> oh, man. That, yeah, I think you just said it right there. Um, yeah, that was a long story. Great wines. Good times. Good times. Um, yeah. So I highly suggest anybody going ahead and read that. I mean, it was only what? It was only a few bucks, right? Yeah. Like, I think it was like five bucks for the, the yeah, four ninety nine. I think the yeah. whole thing. Whole Definitely thing. worth it. Definitely worth it. Especially eating into Halloween. If you want to see, read something creepy that has all that aspects, but still Batman fighting even though they're fake zombies they're still zombies and um all right so i think that it's time to call it a night yeah i think you're right it's definitely bedtime (laughs) yep um so yeah so uh dark city or dark nights dark city awesome stuff go ahead and read that and also get some oak mountain winery wines they're freaking great um yeah uh go to our website grapesandcapes.com follow us on twitter at grapes and capes the letter n Grapes and capes, uh, and uh, the wine stalker, the creepy kind of stalking, not the you know stalking shelf stalker on like Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, man. So that's it. Well, it's great talking to you tonight. It was awesome, a- and I enjoyed yeah. it. And Batman is dark as hell, and yep, some great wines. Yeah, and uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, buddy. Cheers, dude. Take care. Take care.